Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Thinker Girls Pod Channel. I'm Stacey June. And I'm Christy Mercer. Welcome to the Catch Up where we talk about what's going on in our lives. Today we're having a yarn off air that we want to bring on air because, well, just because. Well, just because. Well, no, this is the thing. You've arrived at a podcast channel, so it's not just one show that you get all of the time. It's the same, which are also stunning. Like if you listen to an interview series or a doco kind of series, it's the same kind of show on that one feed. What you have landed on here is a channel whereby there's all different kinds of episodes depending on what day it is. And as Stace said, this is the catch-up, just a yarn between us. That's right, because women are complex. It isn't one way or the other. Uh, And so welcome. And if you are a a really big fan of what we do, please come to a live show. We're doing a tour in December. You can find ticket information at thethinkergirls.com.au across the country. Shout out to those of you in Adelaide. I'm just saying. Yeah. Where are you? Well, we had it – well – the other day we were like, is there anybody, not just that likes our podcast living in Adelaide, is there anyone just in general living in Adelaide? Yeah, we kind of decided to come because we knew that our radio show was there. and that Don't forget we, cheap flights too. Yeah, we wanted to make, and we wanted to look after everyone slash it was also economical. <laughs> uh, sorry, Perth. But now we're just starting to wonder if we should have made this move. So if you know someone from Adelaide or you've got an idea um, of a group of people and, and let and you know you're thinking about coming, let us know. We'd love to know that you exist. Or maybe you do an Adelaide weekend. <laughs> like you live in Melbourne and you plan a gal's weekend trip to Adelaide to see our show. Well, we actually laughed and, and, and said, other things. We laughed and said that can be Perth's solution, which was just sinister. <laughs> It was so mean. <laughs> that's me- that's yeah. mean. <laughs> yeah. But also, Perth, saw your flights out. They're very expensive and the time difference is just a logistical name. Uh, it, we yeah. can't carry – we can't be ca- – we can't just carrying ourselves now. We've got a team. It's like five grand for flights. <laughs> Legit though. Oh, yeah. So anyway, we will get to you, Perth, at some point. I can't promise that, but that is the plan. Yeah. Um, but Adelaide, pull your socks up. If you exist, we'd like to see you. Um, catch up. I want to talk today about um, – Something that was a very confronting moment for me yesterday. We have started doing a nine-week fitness challenge mm-hmm. with Vision Fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I both, for different reasons, not something we've ever done really ever before. You in no. particular, not a gym kind of gal. What I wanted to take out of this to talk about was the fact that I got on the scales for the first time in seven years, mm-hmm. um, and I was quite confronted at what I saw, and not for, and not not. Because of what you'd think. Okay. So let's also, we'll both talk about um, our weight, I reckon. Like yeah. bring up, just say our number and yep. own it. Um, and I, well, I don't really want to talk about this, but this is kind of what we were talking about. So yep. we thought we'd start rolling with it. And so we continue the conversation. We're having a conversation about what, who we thought or think, if it's, it might be happening to you right now. For me, it was a thought. For Christy, it's a think. 
um, our exes will end up with. Yeah, the next partner that they're with. Or maybe their forever partner. And so we were rolling this conversation because my ex that I'm thinking of has a partner. Let's start there. And I also am my husband's partner to his ex. Do you know what I mean? So there's like all these different things. Like I am also the girl. And That's I wonder right. if my husband's ex imagined me yes. as being this girl. And have you, but have you had a conversation with Ben about that? Uh, nah. Or anybody <laughs> or even any of his friends? Because it is interesting when you meet somebody or you know them really well. I, don't, I think as much as you're like you can be open and things come in different packages, there is a bit of an underlying thought process somewhere where you go, I reckon this is the kind of person that you'll end up with. Okay, so I'm trying to cast my mind back to the time where it was like a raw breakup, which is going on like eight years ago now, a really long time. Um, But I I remember thinking, I think I may have been accurate. I remember thinking that he may have ended up with someone that was similar, but was much more accepting of that real, I suppose, underlying sexist kind of behaviour. And when I say sexist, it's not so much of like you do the dishes or, you know, you don't work when we have a bait. Not that blatant. No, No. it wasn't blatant. It was always really underlying. Like there was this kind of effervescent energy around the boys group that I've spoken about really quite – quite, I don't know, what's the word, extensively on the course of our show about the pack and the boys group and and this idea that essentially it rules all, kind mm. of. So even if it's like a Saturday night and, you know, um, Jimmy fucking won his game or I don't know, they someone got a bet up and won a thousand bucks, it doesn't matter what you had on. Like mm. no matter what, that trumps, that trumps yeah. everything. Mm. And I just think there was always going to be similarities of of who I was because there were parts that I guess did work and I was the one to end it. So I'm assuming, you know, there were parts that were still that he was happy with. I just think that that was probably the biggest factor of stuff that is a very simple person that he wanted. And mm. I, so I feel like that that personality and I have absolutely no idea who his partner is, but I have this intuition or this assumption that he got it. Okay. So basically a version of you but just tweaked in a way that worked him better with where he was at. Basically for him, you know. Which which in the end would be a much better match, right? Of course. Yeah. Of course. And also he's hoping that that works for her. No one's to say that that wouldn't work for a woman. Mm. Some women, you can be different. You can not really worry about that. If you're going to a, a dinner with friends and all of a sudden you get the call where a guy, your partner is going, oh, Tommy's just won a uh, thousand bucks on the punt. He shouted us, you know, all these cocktails here. I'm going to, I'll just catch you for a drink later. I've got, yeah, because you're right. I've got mates of mine that are very self-respecting that, you know, like st- know what they stand for, that have dudes in their life that they've seen now or in the past that is just pretty happy with that being the way that it is because there's this sense of familiarity of, you know, of your dad and maybe even, you know, generations before then if that's kind of what dudes do and in a way it's kind of masculine and an attractive Totally, thing, totally. You know? And some people are totally comfortable yeah. with that. And, and that's the interesting thing, I guess, with a lot of the things I talk about with partnerships or dudes and women yeah, like it's so yeah. even with us as women it's so important to understand that 
you know, particularly because I am so opinionated and quite strong in my own form and the way I see the world, that that isn't the way everybody sees the world, Mm. you know, and that's certainly not what I'm about of trying to say that because he doesn't come to dinner. To be fair, most of my close-knit friends would agree with me, i got to say. I do surround myself with like-minded people, so I can be in a bit of a bubble sometimes because I would have my friend across the table going, where the fuck? Yeah, and I'd be saying the same thing. So you surround yourself with those kinds of people, but... That might not be for everybody. Mm. That not it might not might be okay for some people. I don't know why, but recently I've been having this thought process. I don't know if it's because it's clocked over a year of being single, or now. I think in- it's important to preface by saying we were talking about your ex first. Because oh, does, we were. Yeah, yeah. It I've seems had a lot quite of ex random. Conversations no, it lately. seems it's random yeah. for you. Eight years on, now married, very happy to be like, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, is my ex with a gal that I think is good? No, yeah, it came up it because it, I asked. I was intrigued about where you sat having been a lot further on from a big breakup Mm. than I am Mm. and I sit here just clocked over a year post breakup of being single and why am I having this conversation or question in my own mind now maybe because I don't know it's a year on and I'm starting to think about how it would be nice to have someone around and I'm thinking more about in my own mind the person that I'd like to be with so then in in thinking of about that too, I'm also thinking about my ex and I wonder who he'll end up with too. You start to get in that. It's such a big thing I reckon for a lot of us where we start to, I was obsessed with wondering whether I would be in a relationship first or he would. I think. I was really fixated I think on he that. Will, yeah, I think he will be. I don't know why, I just have a feeling. I think there is like such a disconnect between my past relationship and my ex that it feels other life-like to me now. Mm. Like I think about my life that I had with my partner for all of those years and that's what's been such a trip out, which A, I'm very grateful for because it's been very easy to disconnect and walk away. But then on the other flip side, which I've spoken about in this podcast, part of me is like, was the last eight years of my life a lie? That feels like there was another version of Christy because mm. I feel incredibly different mm. now than when I was in that relationship. That feels weird to me. and th- And we don't really have that many like – mutual friends if Mm. any or even on social media so I think there's an ability for me to disconnect and chop it off like quite easily yeah right at the hip but (laughs) legs yeah straight amputation but a a mate of mine was recently lurking his insta page and was like oh I've seen him like this chick's stuff blah 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 and it just popped into my head that, and then I started which he likes a lot of people's yeah, things because sure. he's an Instagram person yeah, right? he's a cash show content creator yes mm. I every now and then was lurking his page and I haven't done that in a really long time as you say because it's not in my ether of what I'm mm. even thinking about which is a good place that I mm. sit in now I think mm. that I if someone said oh check this out I could look and be like oh lol I wish you good luck you know <laughs> like whatever yeah But when I hadn't even really thought too much about who's the girl that he's going to end up with until my mate said this and then I started to think about Mm. it and it's almost like this weird guessing game that you would play like when you're in primary school and you'd be like, Who's your? What's your husband look like? Remember when you were in primary school? What's your wedding? Well, I've got to say, Beth and I, Bessie, Beth and I did that when we were in our late twenties, oh. early thirties. Well, maybe. I just remember this game. It's it's <laughs> it almost wasn't just wasn't it's, primary school, but it's fun to play this. It's a great game. Make believe. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. So we were sitting there and we were describing the girl that he, my ex, will end up with, and I reckon I know exactly who it is. It's an Insta model. It's the opposite to me. 
It's the actual opposite to me. Because it feels so other life, right? Because it feels so separate and so like, wow, what was that last bit of time? There were elements of, of, of him absolutely that I still love and will look for in other you know what I mean like it wasn't all bad like there was a big part of my life but we ended up being very different people with different sets of values different wants and different uh, drivers in Mm. our lives Mm. you know for what defines success and what we want to build around and what's important and I think in the end that was why we ended up parting ways for not any other reason like you cheated or you're you know like Mm -hmm. it wasn't a fight it was just very it was very apparent for both of us in the end where it's like we're not supposed to be with the type of person that you are which is why I think we'll end up with very different people but I wonder if the person he ends up with I I wonder if you can attract someone like that like say we're talking say we're not talking about your ex for a second say we're talking about um, this other guy his name is Sam Sam and he is a surface kind of person, like doesn't necessarily tap into his feelings much. It, a lot of it is about what you see online. Um, and I wonder whether, and so, so you would think Sam is going to end up with maybe some, you know, Instagram blogger or someone that's, I'm not saying all Instagram bloggers aren't surface, but just to say meet like attracts like, right? So essentially they would meet a similar person. I don't know if that the law of attraction works on that level when it's not a core, like you're not really thinking or feeling with your core gut. I actually think some people have it switched off and that makes me think they won't meet anyone. No, but actually I, very no, but I think that is a core belief. It's tuning out and tapping out right. of any kind of authenticity to yourself. That is a core belief that then you will attract, I think, in somebody else. So if you're really running away from... I don't know if that can be a belief. I think that's just tapping off. But don't you think if the law of attraction works in that way that, that you would attract then more shallow like-minded people yeah it is it is interesting because I get it and I agree with you but at the same time I also think that to attract you need to be truthful or it needs to be coming from somewhere real and I wonder if that classifies as that real route I, I don't know the answer I think you can so I think you can so deeply want to run away from who you are mm. and not be in touch with any form of realness in yourself because for whatever reason it's too Mm. painful it's Mm. too hard Mm. it's whatever that I think that in turn becomes you Mm. just like if you're somebody that's in touch no genuinely if you're somebody that's really in touch with who you are you have deep conversations meaningful relationships with with yourself I think you then in turn attract people like that so I think it works like black and white When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I want to talk about um, a nine-week fitness challenge that we are doing with Vision Fitness. Mm-hmm. Now, I think a lot of the time when you hear any form of number, six-week challenge, eight-week challenge, two-week, whatever, you think straight away weight loss. That's mm-hmm. not the reason we're doing it. And I no. think um, it's important to not discount the word fitness as meaning this like gym junkie, unhealthy, I'm going to starve myself, detox kind of way. And I think there's two reasons for that. Uh, One of them, you and I are quite fit and healthy people generally, so it's not just given to you. But secondly, I think we are lucky, both of us to some degree, that we have fairly good metabolism and we aren't people that are are naturally naturally put on too much weight to be unhealthy. I would agree with that. And I think sometimes that needs to be said because there's plenty of people in my life that – have to do weight loss stuff because it you know naturally their metabolism doesn't churn through things like others and also i think genuinely we like healthy food like every now you know like you'll uh, there's a balance i know but, but i know think how... we were born with bodies that weren't overweight true you know and i, I mean? know like that our... because after doing this thing we figured out well i'm sure you did the same thing that was very lengthy the body scan oh mate it was like an hour and a half what lots of an hour and oh there's a lot of questions lots of questions lots of questions did you write that questionnaire thing down yeah the personality type your body type i got my metabolism type like all this kind of stuff yeah i don't understand vision fitness very very thorough Mm. to Mm. the maximum Mm -mm. anyway you say the word body scan and i freaked when she said there's i was thinking am i gonna go in this weird like mri type weird tube machine oh god no no because because i've had to do one of those before for my brain for my back operation and my brain and all that kind of nine week challenge no but she said they that is something like ninety nine percent accurate. You actually go through one of those full on three sixty degree scanners, and and she said the the apparatus that we have is ninety six percent accurate for this body scan. Right. Okay. Something like that. So she goes, it's quite insane what this is capable of in comparison to these big ass machines. Mm-hmm. But it just looks like a little set of scales that you stand on, and you hold these two little handles, you know, and they've got two kind of cords that you pull out. And she said, stand there for forty five seconds, and it does this kind of three sixty degree capture of your body and it 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 drills down i was amazed at the amount of information it tells you your left and right hand sides like the mass the muscle mass the water mass and the weight Mm -hmm. which i was weirded out i was like my right arm is x amount of kilos heavier than my left i've said this on the podcast before i have not stood on a set of scales in i reckon might be even longer, but about seven years mm. to the point where I went and got a full health check when I started um, seeing a therapist mm. f- um, for my drinking. And one of her things for me to realise the effects that being blackout drunk was having on my health was to go and have a full health check with the GP. Because she said, you don't know realise what that's doing to your um, cognitive ability. One of those things, obviously, when you get a full health check. And that was not to scare me, but it was a bit of a wake-up call, yeah, which yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, 
Uh, and part of that health check was to stand on a set of scales, which is just a standard thing um, to know your BMI, all that kind of stuff. I physically looked away from the scales at this GP because I didn't want to know what I weighed. I've always, like, especially when I was younger, had quite a uh, an unhealthy relationship with my body and my and in particular my weight. I grew up in a household where that number, yeah, that was very weight obsessed. I remember being a little girl and my mum standing on a set of scales every morning, every night, and writing down her weight. And her entire mood and day was dependent on whether she was more or less than she'd weighed the day before. So that was quite commonplace and just a very loud dialogue in my upbringing and and in my parents around who's fat, who's thin, who's put on weight, all that kind of stuff. So it was always quite an important thing for me. Mm. And I'm not talking about health. I'm talking about, as you say, the number. Mm. So I was bulimic for a little bit and that was a... you know, would stand on scales and became very obsessed with that number until I was probably in my uh, mid-20s and I was like, oh, this isn't good for me. Something just clicked where I was Mm. like, when I first moved out of home. It must feel awful as well, forcing yourself to be sick. Oh, it was was disgusting. Like I know that sounds like a really basic thing to say, but, you know, you wonder where it gets to a point where, you know, you're not just like – yeah, you're not only not eating, not that there's a one better or worse than the other, but you're not only not eating, it's quite an obvious way to be, to make yourself feel, you know, to make yourself feel sick. But Does that's that make why, sense? But that's why I did it because there was so much self-loathing from the binge eating and you're gross, you need to lose weight, you know, like this real awful negative self-talk and dialogue mm. that it was this form of, punishment in a way so the fact that it was where the binge yeah the fact that it was awful and made you feel shit was the point yeah right because in a way I felt I deserved to feel sick but yeah but that's why it's important to paint that full picture is that it starts with the binge eating yeah I think that's the bit that sometimes people see bulimia and it's like oh wow you've just had a chicken salad for lunch and you've thrown that out often it's linked but people don't know that Christy I didn't you know you don't necessarily know that there's such a full-pronged it's so complex. My family would be, I'd be at home on my own and I'd be like, this is my window. I would go and it was almost like I was in a daze, like I like wouldn't have awareness of what I was doing or what I was eating, like just rip open any because there was such a oh. denial, right, of like you can't eat. So there would be, you know, no dessert, no sweets, no sugar, no nothing. So then in those binge moments it was almost like you'd be this crazy person eating anything, chips, chocolate, cake, anything that you've denied yourself for the last week or so. Um, and to the point where I wouldn't even want to eat it, but I would because I was like, oh, well, fuck it. I've come this far now. I may as well just eat it all. I'm going to be sick anyway. Mm. Mm. Um, Lifeline is a good place if any of this is triggering. Or the, um, or the Butterfly, Butterfly Foundation. Foundation. I'm just yep, getting Specifically the for, for eating disorders. Let me just we'll put the links in show notes. Um, or the number is or 1-800-334-673. Um, yeah. They also have a web chat on the butterflyfoundation.org.au. Something clicked. It was when I moved out of home. I never bought a set of scales. You know, you buy a microwave, you buy bits and pieces, mm. you know, mm-hmm. but there was such a complex history. Well, I, yeah, it's interesting. It's certainly, it's certainly set up in your home because when you just say the appliances or Grey's Online yeah, or appli- yeah. scales for me, has ne- would never have come up in my mind because we didn't have them in our home at all. Yeah. So uh, it does. It is very dependent on 
I guess what you saw yeah. when you were younger because yeah. when I would get a dryer or a washing machine, scale, like to yeah. first move out of home, scales has, was never a thought process. See, that was the thing. It was almost like it was missing from my house. Yeah. It was a it's point. So I was different. making a point that I was like, no, nah, I'm not having it. You know what I mean? Whereas a lot of – well, maybe not a lot of people, but in my home yeah. they were ne- not non-existent. So that's so good. Yeah. That's really good. So I, from that point – Oh, yeah, I don't think – sometimes when I'd come home on weekends, I'd stand and go for the first few years of living out of home. But, yeah. were, but it was – yeah, uh, that's why I mean, I'm, That's why I said I don't know if it's more than seven years or whatever that I've lived out of home that I haven't stood on a set of scouts because something clicked where I was like that number, it doesn't matter – you know, I'd be feeling great, feeling really fit, healthy, clothes are fitting well, you know, looking like sexy, at – Yeah, all that yeah, stuff. I'd yeah. stand on a set of scales and be heavier than I thought I would be and I'd be shattered. Or vice versa, feeling shit, sluggish, unhealthy, not eating that well, standing on a set of scales, less than I thought I'd be. And I was like, brilliant. It would almost reinforce like binge drinking and, you know, Mm, bad eating, all that mm, kind of stuff. mm. And I realized that for everyone's different and my relationship with the number that I saw when I stood on a set of scales affected me and stayed with me more than, you know, the person next to me maybe standing on a set of scales Mm. that had a better relationship with themselves. Mm. So... When we went to do this challenge and she said, we're going to do this full body scan, we get your BMI, your weight, all that kind of stuff. I was like, I genuinely have no fucking idea. Mm. I'm the, I think I'm probably the fittest I've ever been. I'm definitely the most toned I've ever been. My clothes fit. I've always stayed around the same kind of size, around 8 to 10. I've always had a relative – I'm pretty tall, like a relatively healthy BMI, I think. And I've always thought I've sat probably around – 60 to 62 mm-hmm. so I was thinking it'd be that and part of me I, I said to her I, before I stood on the machine I said to Steph th- at Vision Fitness I said I'm a bit confronted because I said to her I haven't I haven't known my actual weight for seven years and it got to the point yesterday where I was like oh this is a bit silly because you're in a different way. place now yeah. and it's too far the other way you too you you want to be able to get to a point where you can look at things yeah I'm know. not in denial anymore yeah. and I'm in a, a much sturdier place where mm. that number isn't going to affect me like it would when I was 19 you're going to be okay mm. you're in you're yeah you're in you're a different in a different place so it doesn't matter so much so you don't have to be running from this anymore Mm. so in a way it was probably a good thing I think Mm. but there was still a little part of me that got a bit fluttery in my chest as I looked down and I thought whoa that's a lot more than I thought it would be you don't even have to tell it's a number because I don't even think it matters I think that's the point do you know what I mean like I think that is actually the point Mm. because I think when we start throwing numbers out then someone else is listening to this going that's more for you that's nothing do you know what I mean and then we all start comparing our own when Mm. the whole point of this conversation is that it's not about those numbers and it's not about what is going to I think the reason that we focus so much on that number why your mum did why you did why so many people do is because of the picture we're meant to be looking for Mm. which is super thin and potentially under 60 kilos that's that's insane for how tall you are and when you say that you want to be around 60 that's mine and you're taller than me do you know what I mean like that's insane like that you've got to we've got to all look at it really differently because when we did the full body scan right she said and I said oh wow like I was and she goes she said Christy you're on the lower side like when it comes to BMI and body mass and muscle mass and you're and you know they'd give you a percentage of your body fat and she said you're fi- a fist of muscle 
a ki- a, that's a kilo of muscle, mm. whereas your entire forearm is a kilo of fat. Mm. So that whole thing, muscle weighs more than fat. She's mm. like, it genuinely does. Mm. Like you think of how many fists you could fit on your forearm. Mm. That's how, that's mm. in, you know, in to give you a bit of an idea as to how much more it actually weighs than fat does. Mm. And she was like, and even, because I think she saw me freak a little bit, but I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm actually good. And I had a bit of a laugh. I was like, oh God, this back in the day would have affected me and I did text my mate and I said, whoa, I just need to – because I also didn't want to be in denial where I was like, I'm good, I'm good, and deny yeah. that I was that I had a little moment. Yeah, and I texted yeah, yeah. my mate and I said, whoa, lol, that was a bit more than I thought. I guess that's what – you know, like – but also I didn't need somebody to say, but you're healthy, you've got a good BMI. I just needed to be able to say it without any judgment to almost get it out of my system to yeah, be like, yeah. I was a bit surprised at that, but also, hey, I also – really like my body and I think it was good that you texted that number to your friend I I think and I was gonna say we should say our numbers and I actually think we so should not um now that we're talking about this conversation because I think like I said straight away you're something that's like a bit confronting for you could be someone's goal weight Mm. and that's fucked up that we then then someone has to feel bad about they're aiming for something is that's confronting for you Mm. and that's where we all get so confused Mm. because how insane is that? Mm. Like someone's goal weight might be what makes you feel confronting and that's all okay. Mm. Everybody is different. That's the fucking point. And I think it's just that simple. It is that simple. Mm. And that the way that we define ourselves is not by that number. It can't be just because of absolute science, as you've said. The, like maybe in some ways I would imagine that I probably weigh way less and are probably a little less healthy at the moment because I haven't had the energy this year to be as active as I would usually. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not, there's not a comparing game here, but I would have less muscle. Mm. Like, so go and tell yourself what you want for yourself. Mm. Maybe for me, it's been rest. So muscle's not that important for you, for the amount you're working out. Muscle's important because that means you're putting into your body and you're getting the benefits and the rewards of the all the workouts you do. So they are just so fucking different. Mm. I think that's a thing too, like your body type, how easily you put on muscle and the makeup of your actual body, how much water you have in your body and how much is fat and how much is muscle is really different too. So, And we've spoken about this so much on the show about how my anxiety has led me to be smaller and how people see that as something so favourable. Mm. You know, there's just so many fucked up ways that we look at this situation. You know, that's not favourable. At the moment, I know I, can, I talk about this a lot, but at the moment I go to the toilet and things go straight through me still. Mm. You know, that's not healthy. Mm. That's not healthy even if it makes you a smaller number. It's not what we're aiming for. Mm. It's actually the opposite. So for me, the vision fitness is about eating more. Mm. And that's the interesting part. Here we are all sitting here thinking we all need to eat less. Well, over here, this little pigeon eater needs to eat more for more energy. Mm. Because, you know, I have other things. I've got to be putting on. So it is very different for everybody. And that's the big part to take away, mm. that actually you've got to be comfortable with your own stuff. And, and I think it's really important what we've been taught already by this program. And if you are someone that is remotely struggling, maybe at the levels of a disorder and maybe just as an, a bit of an obsession over a number or knocking yourself about in the mind, you know, 
go get educated on what it all means. Mm. Redefine what muscle mass is. Redefine what water is, as you say. Just get some education. It might not be that you become some PT person every fucking three three days a week, but I, I think I agree with you in that the education, the thorough education that they give you definitely retrains the messages we've been told for decades exactly with the way that our parents teach us but also with the way culturally your mum was taught to teach you Mm. and that's the big problem I think I was I am now in a place where I where I am comfortable and in a healthy headspace with myself my the way I think about myself and the way I think about my body which come you know it's all it's all part of that it's not separate I don't think you can be in a great headspace with liking yourself but then also not a fan of your body you know Mm. what I mean like it feels quite you know all one 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 thing Mm. the best place that I've ever been but I think I still wanted to say that I can still be in that great place but have a little moment where I go whoa confronted for seven seconds and that doesn't mean that I'm catapulted back to when I was 19 and hated myself you know like Mm. so I think you can come I think there was, but then there was judgment that when I was like, why am I confronted at this? I'm not, I like my body. Why am I, you know, so I had to allow myself that, you know, two minutes, texting my mate and I was like, ah, and then I moved on with my day. And I like think it didn't have to, it didn't mean, no. didn't mean that, oh my God, now I, does this mean I don't like my body because I'm confronted at the number? No. no. You just haven't known the number for seven years because you've been not in a place where you could probably handle knowing what weight you were and I'm a denier and I deny. I I would prefer to sit in denial and I was like just knowing the number now, whether that be, you know, a moment of confrontation or not, it's just I'm in a in a good headspace that I can even know because up That's till this right. point I was running away just in case I wasn't strong enough to handle what the number was. And that's because we need to define our goals and our achievements on the basis of ourselves. So the fact that you're not in denial is your win. It is. Because that is a win for you. Yeah. And that's I think we miss that. We we look for definition around achievement or perfection or things to tick off that are kind of this broader spectrum of a measuring system. Our achievement measuring system needs to be on our own journeys and our own wins. And getting out of denial is not just a small win for you, Christy. It is a ginormous win. Mm -hmm. Gi-fucking-normous. And I think because that's it's not just a small thing. It's a massive thing mm, for you. Yeah. It might not be a massive thing for someone else. But that's why it's so important to know what your, pro, your challenges are and what your easy things are and know about yourself. So then you can, can kind of measure your system from yourself mm. and know that those wins are big for you. Those aren't such a big deal for me. It's all going to be different for all of us, mm. you know. So, oh. We have to. I don't know how, what the way out is of us, you know, trying to just find our own personalized measuring system. Well, knowing our, yourself, you know, getting yeah. to know yourself. Yeah, but I, man, it's important. Mm. I'm very passionate about it. Yeah, the links are in show notes. As we said, if any of this is triggering, um, there are places of support mm-hmm. for you or maybe somebody that you know we've both called places like this before i've called lifeline several times before Um, i've called butterfly Foundation. foundation It isn't left for those people that you don't know that are on a bridge. And in, yeah, and an if extreme it is, then version. amazing. You know, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's they're there for all kinds of problems. It can be as simple as I'm not sure which way to go, 
and you listen to this podcast and you're still not getting relief from something, mm. call someone. Mm. Web chat now. There's plenty of options and they will all be in our show notes. Look after yourself. Get into therapy at all times. Love yous. Okay. Bye now. Bye-bye. If you like that podcast, there's heaps more where it came from. Go to thethinkergirls.com.au and go through all of our oldie apps. There you This podcast is presented by Stacey June and Christy Mercer. It's also produced by me, Stacey June, and produced and edited by Jordan Lott. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.